you know, to me, the greatest comedy in the world is now in my text messaging threads. Like nothing makes me laugh harder than when I go on my text message threads, specifically with my friend Ryan, my brother Sam, our boy Danny Gaga, Bass. Ryan, am I forgetting anyone else? Is that pretty much the, the usual suspects? Well, I know you have your own other subgroup uh, of degenerates, but I mean the ones that the ones that I'm aware of, you just named. But but as far as voice notes, like we send each other voice notes, and to me. Nothing makes me laugh harder than us sending each other voice notes. Totally. I agree. And like, I'm, I'm serious. Like to me, if you send me the right voice note, it makes me laugh harder than a Dave Chappelle special. I agree. I agree with you. And can I just say, uh, can I say what happened the other day? Was yeah. A voice note? Please. Okay. But wait, if it's, so wait, if, it's if, if you're mentioning, don't mention who it was about. Oh, I won't at all. Oh, no, okay. I won't. Trust me, I would never. This is a... No, I would never, never throw you under the bus like that. So, we'll have voice note conversations about other people that we know. And the best is when... Oh, wait, by the way, by does, the way, this is Ryan Mano on the phone. I didn't mention that, okay. I guess. Yeah. Go ahead, The sorry. best is when someone who doesn't know what you're talking about overhears it. And <laughs> Abe is the... Ma- a- a- I'll give you this. Abe is the master of the two to three person voice conversation within a voice note. So it's not just Abe sending me like, Hey, wouldn't it be funny? Blah, blah, blah. He'll work out the whole conversation with characters and different voices. (laughs) And so my girlfriend, Casey was listening to Abe do a three person voice note scenario the other day. And she just looked at me like she was looking at me. I was laughing like to the point of drool coming out of my mouth. Like, (laughs) like, like violently laughing, yeah. looking at her like, how do you not find this hilarious? But she wouldn't because she doesn't know who you're talking about. Yeah. And she just stared at me with her mouth open like, how is that funny? How do you even follow what that means? <laughs> she could listen to it 20 times and not be closer to deciphering the meaning of what you were saying. I said it would so, be like it would be like putting on Game of Thrones in like season six, episode five and not knowing what's going on. <laughs> Absolutely. We we said it was like yeah. the Da Vinci Code. Like no matter, like people could study it for te- like. Let's say you and I died today, right? And people yeah. study those voice messages. They'd yeah. be like, well, they have no clue." We I know there's two guys and a lady. I I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's it's one of my greatest like sources of joy. I, I think in, during this whole situation. Me too, and especially when Sam jumps in, because it's it's usually you and I are sending all the voice notes, pretty much. Here's what I've learned. This is what I've learned about voice notes, and this is true, and, 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 and anyone listening might find this with their group of friends. It requires a certain level of confidence to get into the voice note game, and Sam's getting there slowly. Uh, you have to be willing to, to sacrifice your pride, make fun of yourself, <laughs> use voices that might... Like, I, I, I told you this yesterday. I expect 98% of what I send to not connect. If it does, great. If it doesn't, I mean, yeah. you know, it's fine. So it's just, it's a level of confidence you have to have and just go in hard with it. If you're going to do it, commit. Yeah, you're, you're right. A hundred, you have to hundred percent be in it. Like you, and you can't, you yep. can't be embarrassed. You have to just do it. Yep. It, it's like doing stand up. It's like, it's like doing an open mic night. Like just go it is. for it. And, and here, here's another <laughs> example. I'll give, I'll give you this the other day. Uh, it was like a week and a half, two weeks ago. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, Casey and I had just come back from Target. We were walking through our parking garage and we were trading voice notes. And <laughs> I, it was my first one sending to you. And I started in on some voices and she just looked at me when I was done. She goes, that's to Abe, isn't it? <laughs> like she knows that. 
it has to be so bizarre for her to see you doing that because it makes no sense. Yeah. No, it makes no sense. None. And, and and we have a deep, like, especially with someone you live with and love, like, they're, they're, and for them to not have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have this other life that she knows nothing yeah. about. Like, you're in the totally. Matrix or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she must be, I'm always like, Casey must be so confused. Yeah, well, now she gets it. I mean, she's seen it now at least at, uh, probably two dozen times to where she's like, oh, God, just let him go. He's just going to go do that for the next 20 minutes. But um, I, I give you credit to actually do it in front of her because it is it has to be somewhat embarrassing. Like When I do it, I'll, like, turn the corner and I'll be like, yo, so, uh, yo, I'll just go, I'll, I'll, I'll try not to be heard. I'll, I'll go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. But I, I give you credit for that. That's really owning it. But. So, this new podcast, The Voices in My Head, is based off our conversations. Like, I, all day, this is all we do, and nothing brings me more joy than these voice notes. Like, it started out pretty much with Bret Hart, right? Yeah. Bret Hart is just angry. By the way, I just want to say, and this is no, I'm not just saying this because it's me and you talking. I've said this since day one, privately. I could listen to 12 straight hours of you doing Bret Hart voice notes. <laughs> I think it's the greatest voice you do. Not just the voice, but the, imperso- the, the impression, the content, the bitterness. You have Bret Hart down better than Bret Hart. It's crazy. <clears throat> I always thought that uh, Kevin Nash was a, uh, a real galoot in the ring. Uh, never really had... Uh, doesn't know the difference between a uh, wrist lock and a wrist watch. Um... Never thought he could really go, but he was always up Hunter's ass, and that kind of pushed him to the uh, echelon. And uh, I always thought he was a, a real piece of shit. <laughs> that's, that's an example. Like I'll send that, and then yeah. Ryan will send me something back, either as Bret Hart, totally. as Kevin Nash, as Scott. He'll be like, uh, but, you know. "But wait, let's back up and again pause on the fact that I, again I'm living with my girlfriend and I play this voice note and I just." It's that. It's what you just did. And I'm dying laughing, right? She's like, what the, who the fuck is Kevin Nash? What? Who the, like, and why are you finding that so funny? <laughs> you know? Who's Bret Hart? What? Yeah. Not only is it weird, because first of all, I'm doing a Bret Hart in 2020 impression. Right. Right? I'm not doing the old Bret Hart. I'm doing the Bret Hart yeah. now. <clears throat> the one who's always yep. clearing his throat. <clears> always. <throat> uh, <clears throat> Scott Hall was uh, the real, uh, didn't really care about uh, protecting anyone else in the ring. And I uh, always blamed him for my brother Owen. <clears throat> he never protected Owen. And uh, I think he's somewhat to blame when Owen's death. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the most random impression that probably only three people would understand and, and that's what we do back and forth we do this all day yeah. and but it but it but it doesn't have to just be bret hart it could no. be friends of ours that we haven't talked to in 20 years yep we'll be like hey remember that guy jimmy or bobby or timmy or billy and yeah. then we'll go into a 20 minute back and forth <laughs> voice notes it makes no sense <laughs> but I, but I, I'm telling, I'm telling you, when you send me the the right voice note, 
Yeah. I, nothing. I laugh. Like, I'll sit there and laugh for 20 minutes. Yeah. Same. Yeah. There's nothing. I'm telling Same. you, there is nothing. I don't care who. And, and Dave Chappelle, my favorite comedian ever. He can't make me laugh yeah. that hard. Right. And then Sam, Sam will jump in and just say, like, the other day we were talking about the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Sam yeah. jumped in and started talking about the, what's like, what's his name in real life? Mike Hegstrand. Yeah, Sam's like, as far, uh, <laughs> on behalf of the Hegstrand family, I think, whatever. And like, it was just so ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's the genesis of this podcast. Welcome to the Voices in My Head. Everyone's locked down and every band feels like they have to release something, right? Like Metallica released just a god-awful version of Blackened, which is maybe their greatest song ever, and they turned it into maybe their worst song ever. You know, if you know the song Blackened, it's super heavy, it's awesome, from Injustice for All, one of Metallica's best songs by far. They took that song and completely ruined it. They made it like a ballad. Ah. Blackened is the end winter it will send throwing all you see into obscurity death of mother earth never rebirth evolution end never it will mend never we don't want that James we want this Metallica, no one wants to hear you singing acoustic. Please stop ruining your greatest songs ever. Another guy I'm upset with during this quarantine is my favorite ever, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley's been releasing videos of just, All right, everybody, this is how to play Love Gun. Goes a little something like this. Paul, I'm sorry. No one wants to hear you teach us how to play Love Gun. We want to hear a classic Paul Stanley story. We want to hear something like this. How you doing, people? So as you know, everybody's stuck in the house because of COVID-19. You understand me? So I thought I had a little bit of cough. You understand? <laughs> you understand? Now I decided to go to the doctor's office. You understand me? Now when I walk in, there's a nurse with the biggest tits I've seen in a long time. She came up to me real smooth. You understand me? So I'm wearing my Levi's 501s. You know, the real tight ones? This nurse comes up to me and puts her hands down my pants and I'm wearing buttonfly jeans. So it goes like... You understand me? She puts her hands in my pants and she says, Paul, is that a pistol in your pants? I said, honey, that ain't no pistol. I said, honey, that ain't no pistol. That's my love gun. (laughs) 
I've been watching those Andrew Cuomo briefings every day where he tells you, you know, what's coming in New York. Like, in about three weeks, we will open up 9% of Buffalo and you'll be able to get a soda pop from a vending machine. Now, we're not going to open the chip machines because they're not cold enough. The soda pop is ice cold. So you'll be allowed to grab it from the machine in about three weeks. Then he always somehow ends up getting into a story about his mother and his brother, Chris. So he'll say something like, so if we have the proper equipment, we'll open up Long Island in nine months. We just need to make sure the curve is falling. And I remember my mother, Matilda, once saw my brother Chris falling on the ground and she said, Chris, why are you so clumsy? Come inside the house and have some spaghetti and meatballs. And I remember my mother also made killazones and I was eating my spaghetti and meatballs with my mother, Matilda, and Chris took a bite of my calzone because he thought I wasn't looking. I just want you to know, brother, I was looking and you owe me a calzone. I was caught up in the YouTube vortex and I started watching Disturbed on Conan O'Brien when they did Sounds of Silence. Do you remember that? David Draymond was all serious. Hello, darkness, my old friend. And he looked so serious and he was so intense. It just reminded me how much I miss David Draymond. There is nothing funnier than one of David Draymond's dictator slash preacher sermons that he does on stage. My brothers, my sisters, my blood. They say heavy music is dead. I say take a look around, my brothers, my sisters, my blood. Oh, heavy music is alive and well! Rise! My brothers, my sisters, my blood. And as I tell you to rise, my brothers, my sisters, my blood, I understand that I am on holy ground. Not that of Judaism, Christianity, Islam, or Wiccan. But I am on hallowed ground of heavy fucking metal! For it is true that the first city that was infected by the sickness was Chicago! My brothers, my sisters, my blood. Can you feel that? (laughs) (laughs) I remember one time David Draymond was so pissed off because the music critic Jim De Regattas wrote a bad review about Disturbed. And David Draymond jumped on stage with the Sun-Times article. There is one man in Chicago that does not believe in the power of the sickness. And that fat piece of swine's name is Jim DeRogatis. He wrote up a review that said, no one cares about disturbed. I ask you to look to your left, my brothers, my sisters, my blood. Now look to your right. Then look behind you and forward as you'll see there's an ass every two feet. So I ask you this, my brothers, my sisters, my blood. Do you believe in the same religion as me? 
sickness! I hate cable news. I hate all of it, okay? I hate Fox News, of course, because you know how they say, Fox News, fair and balanced. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fox News, fair and balanced. It's hilarious to me that their catchphrase is fair and balanced, because of course it's not fair and balanced. You're a right-wing station. Sean Hannity, very annoying. Anyone wearing a mask is a fucking pussy. You understand me? You're not American. You do not deserve to have a flag if you wear a mask. Masks equal pussies. Do you understand me, pussy boys? Then on the other side, on CNN, you have Don Lemon, who's always trying to get that moment. He always wants that moment that everyone's going to be sharing where it says, like, Don Lemon is America. And then it gets, like, 5 million shares on Facebook and everyone's spreading it and saying how great Don Lemon is. He's been on CNN for 10 years. He still hasn't had that moment because no one cares about Don Lemon. He gets so serious about everything. President Trump said that I could suck on lemons. What did you mean, President Trump? My family used to work and pick lemons. President Trump, you stupid idiot. Excuse my language. I did not mean to go there. I did not mean to go there. President Trump. Let me tell you this, President Trump. Then he starts crying. <laughs> My family, goddamn it, pick those lemons. Then we changed our last name to Lemon, goddamn you. Fuck you, President Trump. 